the January 6th commission recommended that the Department of Justice should charge Elon Musk with insurrection. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Elon Musk did a Twitter poll asking if he should step down as the head of Twitter, and it came out 57% in support of yes, step down. And he said he would abide by the results of the poll. Um, Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants someone else to take over, but does he have someone in mind? I mean, it's not that easy to find a CEO for Twitter right now, I wouldn't expect. And Elon would still be in charge of stuff, so... Right, whatever. He needs an assistant to do it for him. I don't know. He, he did the, I guess because of Twitter, he had, um, there's this woman, I think her name is Jane Shockwell. Not sure. Um, but she's the second in command at SpaceX, the rocket company. And a month or two ago, he put her in charge of the, the Starship program, which is the, you know, the, the holy grail of rocketry, skyscraper-sized rockets that can go to Mars, etc., and then Tesla, he said that someone might exist who could run Tesla if he didn't do it, but I haven't, I haven't heard who that person is. SpaceX, it's known who the second-in-command is. Not the same with Tesla or Twitter. So, you know, who, who he can move up if he wants to. If he wants to go, I don't know, I was thinking, like, what does he do now? He's, he, he's solving climate change. He's taking humans to Mars. I was thinking maybe he could try and make money off of um, cleaning the oceans. I mean, helping the poorest people in Africa. SpaceX is already covering the the world in internet, so that really helps poor people right there. But maybe there's some other way to make money to help poor people or clean the oceans or, you know, some something that sounds great. Like, whoa, glad you're doing that, and you make a ton of fucking money. And that's what Tesla is. Saving the planet from climate change, making a ton of fucking money. Um, you have to make a ton of money because it needs to be self-sustaining. If you got a business that saves the planet and makes money, then you'll have that same business the next year and the year after that. But if it's losing money, it's going to go away, and then you haven't saved nothing. I mean, you can do what Bill Gates does, which is he he gives his money to himself in the form of his the Gates Foundation, and then uses that money to make all the universities woke, while also giving out mosquito nets to... Africans and then use it for fishing with its chemical impregnated netting. But anyways, I don't know. Saving the oceans, saving Africans. I'm trying to think like, you know, what would be the greatest things you could do? For some reason, I want to say something to do with Mexicans. He is building a giant factory in Mexico for Tesla. But these are all ego stroking things, you know, like, what did you do? What did you do in your career? Oh, I saved the planet from climate change. Like, you know, worship me so it's not uh i don't think it's all altruistic at all i got super rich doing something that should make you worship me so we'll just see what happens and then there's the controversy that i mentioned uh, recently where he blocked elon jet which was a twitter account that followed the gps coordinates of elon's jet around the country and elon i guess had previous a month before he had said he will not block that guy because he believes in free speech and then he banned him from Twitter after a crazy guy was kind of was stalking a car that Elon Musk's kid was in, Little X. I don't think he's Lil, you know, L-I-L-X yet. That'll be his rap name. But I mentioned that NPR lied and said there was no documentation that this stalking incident happened at all or whatever. And 
But now we know, now we know what it was. Actually, it's a it's a known stalker. And Elon Musk's, I don't know if it was his wife or his ex-girlfriend, he had a kid with, at least one, um, was Grimes, who's some sort of, I don't know, she's a singer, singer or rapper or something, music star. And so this stalker is someone, it's actually a Grimes stalker. So this stalker follows Grimes, thinks that they're in love or something, and this person is crazy, and he thinks that Elon Musk is following him around. So, whatever that all means, that's just your update. And the January 6th committee, commission, whatever it is, um, it's finished. It's done, I guess. And they kind of, they recommended that the Department of Justice look into charging Elon, or Elon Musk, charging Donald Trump with um, a variety of crimes related to January 6th. I think one of them was kind of like insurrection i don't know i looked that up a while back like is insurrection a legal crime that you can be charged with and i thought the answer to that was no but maybe they they found one that has the word insurrection in there but the commission you know they don't have to prove anything in front of a jury they don't have to do and get anyone indicted by a grand jury all that stuff would happen by the department of justice so they said hey doj you should look into getting a grand jury together and seeing if they think it is, you know, legal or Trump's responsible enough to indict him. I mean, that's what it would be. The next step would be a grand jury would indict Trump. And then after that, you'd have a real jury or a normal jury that would convict him after a court case. And I, I mean, I've just never been a fan of this January 6th commission. Um, I think it is just just partisan stuff, and you know, and maybe it did work. Maybe it helped uh, the Democrats in the midterm elections. In which case, it had a purpose. It had a great purpose, you know, other than like dividing America and making half of America hate the other half, and then that other half hate them back, and blah blah. But the Department of Justice doesn't have to wait for Congress, right? They, they can charge anyone. They can charge anyone they want with a crime anytime they want, and. Uh, Anyways, I don't think Congress telling them, hey, you should charge our political opponent, the guy we hate, <laughs> with a crime. I think the Department of Justice is probably going to go, they're going to do whatever it was they were going to do earlier, which I was thinking about it. I believe that legal experts think that it is unlikely that Trump can be convicted on any of this stuff. Like, he didn't, whatever, he didn't say the magic words that he needed to say to get them to go attack the Capitol. You know, he needed to say, go attack the Capitol. Instead, he said, Go to the Capitol and be real peaceful about it or something, you know. He didn't say the magic words, or he said the magic words to keep him off the hook. Well, as a reminder, here's what happened on January 6th. So Trump lost the election, you know, fair and square. I mean, the FBI was trying to get Twitter to, and all the social media companies and every other company they could probably get their hands on to swing the election against Trump. But other than that... Trump lost the election fair and square, like the votes, the actual ballots were not messed with. And then after he lost, he wouldn't shut up about how, whatever, the ballots were messed with and he was really the winner. And he, you know, he did that for, I'm not sure how long ago, a couple of months. And so Trump saying the election was stolen just, you know, week after week, um, it riled up Trump supporters and they started thinking that the election was stolen. They started getting pissed off. And then on January 6th, people, you know, Trump supporters went to D.C. to listen to Trump speak. And then they headed over to the Capitol building. And then for some reason, the Capitol building had 
like barely any security. And so there were some violent rioters, uh, violent people who wanted to riot in the crowd of people after the speech at the Capitol. And they attacked the police and pushed down the barriers and they went in and then a bunch of people who were just like looky-loos that didn't even know they were following a bunch of violent rioters came in behind them. So I think, I don't know, 700 people entered the Capitol, trespassed, I think, total. So there's a legal term called but for. And so you use it like, you know, did, did A cause B, you know, B wouldn't have happened but for A. And so the but for is that Trump saying the election was stolen for a couple months, riled people up, and then they rioted. So there would have been no riot if he had not been talking about the stolen election. So, But for him talking about the stolen election, they had the riot. But the laws are pretty strict on convicting stuff of that. And it's like, you gotta, you can't just rile people up over months and then be charged with it. You gotta like do it right then, right there. It's gotta be immediate and specific, which I don't think they have. So anyways, here was the thought that I had, which is that, you know, maybe you can't convict them, but you can charge them anytime you want. So when would be the best time to charge Trump with a whole bunch of crimes, you know, including insurrection? Well, I think Biden, he wants to go against Trump. Like Biden is going to lose if it's him versus anyone but Trump, probably. Kind of like how the only way Trump could ever win is if the Democrats are stupid enough to put up Hillary Clinton. Well, the only way that Biden can win is if he goes against Trump. So he wants to go against Trump again, obviously. So if you charge Trump with insurrection, I mean, you know, hardcore Trump supporters are going to be like, that's a witch hunt, and they'll like him even more. But they already like Trump. They can't, they can't like him anymore. And I think people who are on the fence... It's just going to remind them. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that riot. I remember the crazy videos of people pissing on Nancy Pelosi's desk or whatever they did. And so even though Biden supposedly doesn't control the DOJ, I think he does. And so what you want is you want Trump to win the Republican nomination. So you don't want to charge him until he wins the nomination. And then in between the nomination and the election, you know, hey, Ideally, maybe a month before the election, right? You know, about the same time that they did the Hunter Biden Twitter stuff to swing the election one way. So about a month before the election, then you charge Trump with a whole bunch of stuff. You know, it's like it's going to be hard to campaign when you're in court (laughs) in an orange jumpsuit or something. So I guess let's just put it this way. If this is just complete and utter partisan political hackery that has nothing to do with the law, then... Look for them to charge Trump right before the election. And if the DOJ charges him right before the primary and it takes him out and DeSantis becomes the candidate or something, then you'll know that the DOJ was on the up and up the whole time. And also in Trump news, they're going to release his taxes, which I don't know, not something I care a lot about. Um, The thing I want to know is how rich is Donald Trump because... There's stories, you know, he says he's worth billions or something, but there's stories that he's a lot poorer than he says. Basically, that he's not actually a good businessman. And so, whatever. If they release the taxes, hopefully this will will finally know exactly how much Donald Trump is worth. I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what I'm looking for. If they don't do that, then I probably don't care about any of it. It's like, oh, he avoided taxes like every rich person. Yeah, I mean, I know that. He said, he said that specifically himself. I want to recommend... Um, 
some stuff that I've been watching. Uh, TV show, The Recruit. It's about a young hotshot lawyer who is recruited by the CIA and, you know, he's supposed to be a paper-pushing desk jockey, but he's, he's always getting himself into scrapes out in the field. Anyways, very good show. I think on Netflix. Like, I don't like to watch scripted stuff. You know, I watch YouTube I do, and listen to podcasts. I do not watch stuff from Netflix or Amazon or TV in general. But this show is phenomenal. Or at least, it's good enough that I'm willing to watch it. I was trying to think of the last show that I liked so much that I watched all of it, and I can't remember it. There's that Wednesday, the Adams Family show on Netflix. First episode is great, but after about three episodes, I was, I haven't decided to go back. But it looks like I'm going to watch all of The Recruit. There's one season, there's eight episodes. And I would have kept watching it, but my laptop broke last night. And so I've decided to watch some Christmas movies. And when my laptop broke, I was able to use my Amazon TV to watch a movie. So I watched Love Actually. I've never seen it before, but it's a pretty famous a chick flick, I guess. I guess a chick flick. Anyways, that was absolutely a great movie. I think it was the Slate Culture Gab Fest. I listened to a podcast talk about Love Actually probably last Christmas and about whether or not it's actually the greatest chick flick ever or if it's just super sexist. And I think the answer is both or, you know, arguably both. I mean, you know, a little bit of spoilers here, but basically like one of the characters, it follows like maybe seven couples throughout the Christmas time in London and I don't know what, 2005. And one of them is like the single prime minister. Okay, it doesn't matter. Anyways, there's a bunch of powerful... Some of the stories are powerful men saving women and then they fall in love. You know, kind of like a knight slaying a dragon to save the princess. And so that Slate podcast was like saying, that's racist against women, you know. Women can't save themselves, you know, women don't need no man, whatever. But uh, I think that women enjoy that theme in movies just like men do. And it's also partially a comedy, and it's pretty funny. Um, a couple of the characters who fall in love, you know, for Christmas is... I guess they're like, they're not stunt doubles, but they're like body doubles, I guess, for famous actors. And it's a man and a woman... And they, uh, it's, you know, I think they call it blocking. Like in the film industry, you call it blocking where you, you have the actor stand in a certain place and then you move the lights around, you move the camera around and you're trying to get the perfect angle in the shot. So there's this man and this woman standing in for whoever the famous people are so they can get their blocking right. And for this movie, I mean, it's a joke, but every, every scene is a sex scene. And so they're like... You know, it's like, hey, could you, hey, lady, could you bend over? And then, hey, guy, could you, you know, thrust your hips at her rear as if you're having sex? You know, but they got their clothes on. And they just, so they just sit there, they're blasé, and then they start chatting. So, you know, they're kind of miming having doggy-style sex or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, the weather today was blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, you know, that's what I thought. I had to, I had to get out my umbrella or whatever it is they say. They just have normal, like, absolutely normal chit chat i mean that's the joke that it's the chit chat is the most normal it could ever be as if they're so blasé and then it, you know it goes on you know that that's maybe the first time you meet them and then you meet them several other times and then they got to keep taking off more and more clothing until they're both naked just sitting there blasé he's like oh i hope you don't mind you know they're like, they're like hey could you put your hands on her breasts and squeeze them he's like 
Do you mind? She's like, oh, no, it's fine. And the naked woman is beautiful. And the man is not bad looking either. Anyways, I don't know why I want to talk about that part of the movie. But I guess I did. And so I did. And then the other thing I watched recently was A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Like Ebenezer Scrooge and the ghost of Christmas past and present and yet to be. And that's a good movie. I think, you know, if you're looking for something to watch in Christmas with, I think kids would enjoy it. Adults would enjoy it. I mean, it's a musical. I guess I'll say that. A lot of people are like, I've never liked a single musical in my entire life and I never will. So if that's you or your family, then don't watch it. But if, if you can enjoy a musical at all, check it out because it's good. And the songs are great. And then to contrast that, last night my laptop broke. So I was like, oh, I'll watch, I'll watch the new movie called Spirited which is like Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, and it's it's another retelling of the Christmas Carol story where you got the coast of Christmas past, present, and future, and blah, blah. But anyways, I watched, I turned it off after about 15 minutes because the songs were terrible. It was a musical, and the songs were terrible. Like, I've been humming the Muppet songs ever since I watched that three days ago, and there was nothing to hum from at least the first 15 minutes of Spirited. So there you go. There's a... Th- Instead of a recommendation, stay away from Spirited and watch the Muppets instead. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.